Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. In this week's headlines, gay and bisexual men are being rounded up, tortured, and killed in Chechnya. A transgender contestant was dramatically outed on the CBS reality show Survivor, and a University of Washington study on LGBT aging shows, unsurprisingly, that marriage improves health and happiness among LGBTs. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. Earlier this month, Russian opposition newspaper Novoya Gazeta reported that over 100 gay and bisexual men have been detained in Chechnya in connection with their non-traditional sexual orientation. The disturbing reports, since corroborated by human rights groups, also allege that the men are being held in secret concentration-style camps where they face torture and abuse. Survivors from the camp say they were victims of electric shocks and beatings with wooden sticks and metal rods. A spokesperson for Chechnya's Russian-backed leader, Ramzan Kedarov, denied any mass targeting, claiming, in fact, that no gay people exist in Chechnya at all. Quote, If such people existed in Chechnya, law enforcement would not have to worry about them as their own relatives would have sent them to where they could never return. Chechnya is part of Russia, but has substantial autonomy. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson traveled to Russia this week and met with President Vladimir Putin, but no word whether the issue was even raised. A spokesman for Putin told journalists on Friday that the Kremlin does not have any confirmed information about the matter. Quote, we do not have any reliable information about any problems in this area. So far, 50 members of Congress have signed a letter encouraging Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to speak publicly about the issue and pressure the Russian government to investigate and stop the violence. The bipartisan letter was endorsed by 47 Democrats and three Republicans. In addition, Glad has called on Nikki Haley, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, to speak out and investigate the issue. And on Friday, former Vice President Joe Biden issued a statement on these human rights abuses saying, I hope that the current administration lives up to the promises it has made to advance human rights for everyone by raising this issue directly with Russia's leaders. The United States must lead the way to demand an end to these egregious violations of human rights. So, what can you do? Push government officials to step up, and one way to do that is to sign Amnesty International's petition so that when Amnesty sits down with the U.S. State Department, they can demonstrate that Americans and people around the world are very concerned about this. I'll include the link to the petition in this episode's notes, or you can go to amnesty.org and search for Stop Abducting and Killing Gay Men Chechnya. The Virginia Supreme Court slapped down anti-LGBT activists this week who tried to remove protections for LGBT students at a Northern Virginia school district. Now, seriously, why would you not want to protect students? Oh, unless you disapprove of them. 
Andrea Lafferty, president of the virulently anti-gay Traditional Values Coalition and a student in Virginia, were told to sashay away by the Virginia State Supreme Court after the Fairfax County School Board voted to add sexual orientation and gender identity to its non-discrimination policy. The haters attempted to assert that the policy is illegal because LGBT protections aren't included in state law. Now, that in and of itself is an issue that Virginia has to fix, but onward. The state Supreme Court threw out the lawsuit, saying that Lafferty and the student lacked standing to bring the challenge. In the ruling, justices wrote that the student's general distress over the non-discrimination policy wasn't enough to justify him bringing the lawsuit against the school. And the haters lose yet again. I've been watching the CBS reality competition Survivor since the very first season, it's one of the few shows that my husband and I have been loyal viewers for for years. I find the social discourse fascinating sometimes. The degree that contestants will go, whether physical or social, to win a million dollars reveals much about who they are, good and bad. But at this week's Tribal Council, three-time player Jeff Varner, who is openly gay himself, chose to out fellow competitor Zeke Smith as transgender. Truly the lowest move any competitor has made in the show's 34 seasons. While this reveals the worst in Varner, the reaction from Smith's fellow competitors was deeply moving. Sensing he was low man on the totem pole, Varner turned in the middle of the tribal council and stated, There is deception here. Deceptions on levels, Jeff, that these guys don't even understand. And with that, he turned to Smith and said, Why haven't you told anyone that you're transgender? His tactic was clearly to try and connect transgender with deception. Varner was immediately condemned by other members of the tribe who shouted things like, that's personal, and you didn't have to do that, and nobody has the right to out anybody. Varner tried to immediately defend himself by saying that in his regular life, he argues for the rights of transgender people every day. Now, I'll start with this. No one who argues for the rights of transgender people every day would ever utter the sentence, why haven't you told anyone here you're transgender? What was really moving about this episode, though, was the reaction of his competitors. And one of the most moving moments was when contestant Sarah Lucina finally spoke. Here's part of what she said. I'm just thankful that I got to know Zeke for who Zeke is. I've been with him for the last 18 days, and he's like super kick-ass. And you know, I'm from the Midwest. I come from a very conservative background, and so it's not very diverse when it comes to a lot of gay and lesbian and transgender and things like that. So I'm not exposed to it as much as most of these people are, and the fact that I can love this guy so much and it doesn't change anything for me makes me realize that I've grown huge as a person. Zeke's reaction was strikingly human and his ability in the moment to bring the conversation around to the idea of metamorphosis, which had been a clue in the previous challenge, was profound. In the months since the episode actually happened, Zeke had time to gather his thoughts, and he did so to exceptional degree in a personal essay shared by The Hollywood Reporter. I encourage you to go to thehollywoodreporter.com and read the entire piece, as it not only provides a window into Survivor, the game, but Zeke's own journey as a transgender man. I should note that GLAD's transgender media program worked with Zeke and CBS for several months to ensure that when the episode aired, Zeke would have the opportunity to speak for himself about his experience. Since the episode aired, 
LGBT activists have been torn as to whether CBS should have broadcast the very personal moment. I've come to the conclusion that in that Zeke gave CBS his blessing, and that it opened an amazing conversation about outing transgender people. And at the end, the overwhelming support that he got from his fellow contestants was so positive, I think that this was a good thing in the end. Same-sex marriage has been the law of the land for nearly two years, and already researchers at the University of Washington see that couples who have tied the knot report better physical and mental health, more social support, and greater financial resources than those who were single. The data comes from a national groundbreaking study known as Aging with Pride, National Health, Aging, Sexuality, Gender Study, which focuses on how several factors are associated with aging, health, and the quality of life. Some 2.7 million adults ages 50 and older identify as LGBT, and that number is expected to nearly double by 2060. A year after the groundbreaking ruling on marriage equality from the U.S. Supreme Court, a 2016 Gallup poll found that 49% of cohabitating gay couples were married, up from 38% before the ruling. And finally, award-winning indie film actor-director Gerald McCullough releases his new film, All Male, All Nude, today at the film's official website, allmaleallnude.com. The documentary dives into the lives of men who work at America's only all-nude, all-male gay strip club located in the heart of the Bible Belt. Gerald, yes, it's a hard G, folks, thank you. Gerald describes the film as a cutting-edge journey into the taboo world of male stripping. From the official synopsis, the men living this life can't be boxed in, nor can those who pay to watch them strip. Straight men, gay men, bisexual men, and those who are gay only when the money is right support themselves and sometimes their families by dancing nude for a diverse clientele of gay men, straight women, businessmen in town for work, married couples, and everyone in between. Gerald says it's the relationships that have formed between dancers and patrons that he found intriguing. The men range in age from their 20s and up to their 40s and each of them share their own view of their career choice as they look back on life's lessons that led them to where they are now. Gerald invites you to take an uncensored journey behind the scenes and witness the men behind the strippers and the unique family they've formed. I've known Gerald for years, and his work never fails to be compelling and fascinating. I should note that the film is for mature audiences only, duh, and contains explicit full frontal nudity of men. However, I encourage you to head over to allmaleallnude.com to check out the film. It begins streaming today. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. I want to say, if you enjoy catching up on LGBT news, political, entertainment, and otherwise, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, and every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent right to you for your listening convenience. And remember, you can find me on the internet every single day at therandyreport.com, where I'm reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next time. <laughs>